Hey, yo, it's sick and wrong. This is Tracy Morgan. I just wanted to let you know that I love your show, and I want you to keep going on with the dogs. Thanks a lot. Peace. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I am a very hungover Lance Wackerly. Happy New Year there, Wackerly. It's the 2012. The 12 Tino. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year to everybody out here. This is the first episode of Sick and Wrong for uh, 2012. Um, so how was your New Year's Eve, Wackerly? Was it a good one this year? It was pretty decent. You ended I don't know up, what to uh, say about it. You ended up getting uh, going out of town, right? You're away yes. from uh, the Bay Area. We got a compound up in the uh, sort of back country, I guess you could call it that. It's and more like a, a meth and gay sort of little uh, hamlet. It's not well, even a hamlet. Was it, a, was it like by the, the the Russian River? Isn't that like the big gay yeah. river? Well, it's either you're either gay or you cook and me- take a lot of methamphetamine or both if you live there. That's what I've determined. Yeah, there's some the people who make wine. There's somebody who make. There's some people who make wine there, but I think maybe that's like five percent of the population. The rest, pe- the rest of people are gay and or meth addicts producers. And it's good. It's good that it doesn't snow up there, so you're not trapped in your cabin with all these people with us. You know, a fixed amount of liquor. Like you probably had enough liquor where it oh wasn't god a we problem. had so much <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it never would have been a problem we could have made it till next we could have made it to the end of the uni- of the Mayan world see then, then the amount of liquor you know had. then then escaping to a compound almost seems like the perfect New Year's Eve solution because I, I was thinking about this my New Year's Eve was lackluster you know it really mm-hmm. was it's 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 always it's always a letdown and I was expecting it to be a letdown so I guess really it was it, it turned out exactly how I expected we just went to a lame party. At least I didn't have to drive there. I don't know. There were like a few people. It was okay. Whatever. I mean, it, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, this insane party. It's not like I was doing like nine, eight balls of cocaine and then had to hide a dead hooker's corpse, you know, the next day. It wasn't anything like that. It wasn't. Yeah. Just keep the effort low. Then you're never going to be that disappointed. If you put in a lot of effort and then it still sucks, that's, that's when you, it's just not a good way to kick off the new year. I just think the New Year's Eve is always a letdown. And it always is. And I was reading online, and I went to Crack.com, and they said, here, here are some reasons why New Year's ruins everything that's great about drinking. And it's true. It really does. I almost wish you didn't even have to deal with New Year's. Like, you could just kind of ignore it completely. <laughs> but you can't, because you have friends, you know? It's not like you're a complete, you know, hermit. Yeah. Um, it would be more annoying to do that, because then everybody would, would make a point of... Like getting you to come out and, and do something with them, you. exactly bothering you. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's here's one reason why New Year's ruins drinking. It comes with a deadline. You know, you're at a party, and it, let's say you're at a party at a city or at a bar. It's like it, it's all yeah. packed. Everyone's excited, and then after midnight, ball drops. By twelve thirty, everybody's like, ah, "I'm going home." Right. I'm done. Or even the worst part about it 
is the one asshole that's running around saying, "Oh my God, ten more minutes, ten more minutes." Oh, yeah, there's, no, five bit, there's a more very minutes. big build up at the end, and you gotta like, "Oh my God, do I have to drive champagne? I need, I need it because it's so they, uh, But then you get a little too early, like you get it say fifteen minutes before, and now you want to drink it, but you can't. You've got to sort of sit there and make sure that someone's in your glass for you know the big. Uh, 11.59 moment. Or the New Year's Eve watch keepers going to be like, don't drink yet. What are you doing? Come on. We still got a couple True. minutes left. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Just fuck off. <laughs> you know, fuck, fuck you. Get out of my party. That'd be We great. actually ran out of champagne before midnight because I think we all started drinking the champagne at like 10 p.m. Did you have a watch keeper? Was, some, was one person keeping watch? Kind of. One guy we were with, he was trying to... They had satellite TV in this compound, so he was trying to sort of key up because you know you can do the delay sort of thing now with satellite TV, where it sort of it delays or, or you can sort of retime it, whatever. Um, oh, okay, so we'll like a, like a exactly. DVR type function, yeah, right? Okay. There was a DVR type thing there set up with the satellite. So he was trying to get the moment that Dick Clark, you know, counts down the the giant ball dropping from the East Coast feed, which is obviously what three hours ahead of time. But then he started, Then he was trying to get it right, uh, you know, to the minute set up. It, wait, is Dick Clark able to speak? I thought he was completely stroked out. Um, define able to speak. Okay, I mean, not really. I, I thought not he was so like, good. He's not proficient, if that's what you're asking. Okay, so Seacrest doesn't have his hand in Dick Clark's asshole, and he's like operating him like a ventriloquist <laughs> puppet. <laughs> Kind of I don't know. I don't know what magic of television is going on behind the scenes, <laughs> but his face was on in frame, and it just he just so, so he had the stroke, and maybe he skipped a year, but then he came back, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's pretty sweet that they brought Dick Clark back, and can't really talk so great, but you know they're giving him sort of a last hurrah." But now he just won't go. I think. I think he has some contract with them or something, or or maybe he has like. Like incriminating pictures of the executives of the channel that it's on. I don't even know which You'll channel it is. You'll have to pry this from my cold, yeah. dead hands. Because now it's not cute. Now it's like, okay, he's really debilitated. He's yeah, really no, old. Even, even if he didn't have a stroke, it would be like putting, you know, like, like, just, I don't know, pick your own. Like, <laughs> really taking old. out Kurt Douglas and putting him up yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's also has had a stroke, so but but just oh, even whatever, dude. even if it wasn't somebody with a stroke, just imagine putting somebody who was like ninety out there, you know. And then and on top of that, he's had all this plastic surgery, which as you get older and older and older, their plastic surgery gets weirder and yeah, weirder and weirder, weirder looking. And he was look at Joan and Rivers. On, and then on top of that, he's like spray tanned. Joan Rivers <laughs> would be great out there, though. That's no, she the would be, but I mean, she looks like some kind of mutant. Like she looks like yeah. an alien. She does look like a mutant, I love but Joan she Rivers, can she but... can still talk, and she still has a good stage presence. She's not all stroked not. out. Like I mean, seriously, exactly. Dick Clark should be in a convalescent home, you know, but for wealthy people. But he should be. He should be put away from, you know, from. Uh, from they they should cut. They should cut to him. From the spotlight. They should cut. No, they should cut to him for like you know a second and a half, a beat. Smiling, maybe, as they call it. You know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they... and he smiles and waves, and then Ryan Seacrest is like, "Hey, Dick, thanks for coming out. Okay, five, four, three. You know, exactly. No, that's that's, that's what, what I'm saying. What should have happened? Um, another problem here with New Year's and why it ruins ruins drinking is going out on the town. Everyone's like, "Oh, let's go to a bar." You know, especially when people don't have the New Year's plan. At least this year, we didn't have to deal with. Bar hopping, like ten, you know, completely overcrowded bars that are just Picking annoying. Bar, you have to pay to yeah. get in. You know, this year it's like we just went to a party. So I mean, they, that kind of solved that issue. 
But you, but you know, if you're in a town that you don't know what's going on, you have no plan, then you go hit a bar, and the bars are just completely crowded, and it's like 50 bucks to get in. And then they make you wear some dumb hat. There's just stupid decorations everywhere. Oh, God, it's, it's the worst. And then I hate the music, too, that they play at the bars. Like, did you have to, did you have to hear the abominable Auld Lang Syne? Did you have to hear no. that? No, I actually like that song, but oh, God, I actually didn't like hear that? it. What, what is that song even about? That, that's the song, that's the music of my people. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It's my heritage. <laughs> there's some, uh, there's I, some I actually nationalism don't know with that song, but I just hate that song. I don't, know, I don't know what the fuck it's about. I don't even know what, is, is it in like Celtic or Welsh or something? You know, it, it basically is in drunken, drunken gibberish when you hear it at the bar, because no one knows the words, and they're just like, you know, and it's like, then you got to listen well, I, to the whole thing. I think uh, when you hear that, you might be hearing the actual words to the song, because I think it's in, <laughs> at least part of it is in sort of like old English or something like that. And I finally, mean, all, all, what is all the Lang sign? I don't know what any, sign, any, any of those, no any of those three words mean. I thought it meant like kill Jews in German. I, I had no idea. Doesn't it sound like it's, it's not a in, German It's phrase? not in German, no. Well, I didn't know. I mean... German, well, German and English are very closely related, but it's 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 not a German song. Finally, here the the main reason why New Year's sucks and ruins drinking is you don't need an excuse to go out and get fucking shit faced. You can go out and get drunk every 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 night, and when you do, make an excuse for yourself like, "Oh my God, I'm not gonna get super drunk this year." It's just gonna only end in disappointment, and that's pretty much what what happens every year with New Year's. At least well, a lot of people, a lot of people experience the whole um, fighting with your girlfriend or boyfriend on New Year's because you both get, are getting drunker than normal. You've got high expectations. There's the the sort of forced public display of affection thing. Yeah, because you, you didn't have talk to about kiss. that exactly. You got to kiss. You got to be in like the mood to kiss each other and like make a big show of it because everybody's like watching everybody else. But maybe yeah. you're just not in the mood. I don't know. I think I recommend just. Don't keep it low key. Don't make any plans. Go with the flow. Who cares what happens in years? Because it's going to be disappointing anyway. You know. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of the other thing. The last thing I was thinking about about New Year's Eve is this whole resolution thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, like it's the, the only it's the only day of the year you can decide to do something better with yourself. <laughs> well, something that's going <laughs> to fail anyways by March. I mean, within the first couple months, it's like, yeah, you might stick to going to the gym three times a week for about two right. months. And then by but March, no, it's like, ah, <clears throat> fuck it. You know, no, nobody can decide to start going to the gym in like April. <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. I'll oh just wait God. till, you, I'll just wait till January, January. Then I'll start, start a new gym routine that I won't keep up with. I don't know. Well, it is nice to know that uh, Sick and Wrong is in the, is in its sixth year now, almost. It's almost our six year anniversary, Wackerly. Is that insane? Yeah. It's hard to fathom. I don't know. Hard. I'm having difficulty even like accepting it in my mind. I don't even know what it means. Right. Yeah. It's like if we had a child together, it would be, you know, starting elementary school soon. Yeah, exactly. It would be in just this retarded, deformed child. I don't think it'd even make it into elementary school. They've got to take it. Public schooling, man. It's a right. It would never learn to tie its shoes on its own. No, that's why you get at Velcro. It would have to go in special classes for sure. I, I, I but, but I mean, you it, you've got to sit at home with the child all day long. When this is, would be a big moment for you, you'd finally have your days free again to watch, you know, all my children and eat chocolate bonbons. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it's it, you look back on this show six years, 
It's a long time. I think the six-year anniversary is coming up in two weeks. I don't know. Oh, we, have, we have to get the dates down, but we're going to do like a big six-year kind of anniversary show. It's almost more important than the 300th episode. You know? Are you guaranteeing at this moment that it's going to be big? <laughs> or, or at the last minute, are we going to be like, eh, we'll uh, do some clips? <laughs> I just want to caution everybody there. Don't get your hopes up, okay? No. No. I don't want a cracked article to come out like, the worst thing about Sick and Wrong's anniversary shows is, uh, here's the five things. We're going to do something, all right? Now, actually, I think we might be able to uh, maybe do a bit of a retrospective, talk about how Sick and Wrong's, you know, existed in its many forms for six years. Basically talk about how it's probably the most retarded podcast that's ever existed. But a long-running retarded. It's like the retarded podcast. It's like the retard that outlives its parents. And you kind of have to like, well, what am I going to do with it? It's, it can't live on its own. I guess I'm just going to have to put it in a home. You know, that's right. kind of like sick and wrong. Well, people, are, we the key, are we the keepers of the home or are we the parents who died? I think we're going to be the parents that died. Oh, that'll be know. a relief. <laughs> well, speaking of retards, uh, I caught up with a, 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 a popular guest here on the Sick and Wrong, in the Sick and Wrong universe, Bob Madigan. I think we check in with him once a year, right? Is it about we once a year? We, we try to. So I tracked Bob Madigan down, called him out of the blue, and uh, decided to chat with him about New Year's, about his life, and uh, what he thought about some key news events that occurred in 2011. So, you know, for, uh, for our first episode of 2012, let's have a little chat with uh, Bob Madigan. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Hello. Bob Madigan, what's up? It's uh, D. Simon here calling you from Sick and Wrong. Uh, Happy New Year. Surprise, surprise. I wasn't expecting to hear from you in the next 20 minutes. Um, Happy New Year to you, too, man. The last couple of years have been really fucked for me. Yeah, I was about to ask you. It's been, we usually check in with you like, you know, once, I think it was last year around this time we we last had you on the show. You know what? I lost your fucking phone number. That's what happened. Yeah, because I wanted to call you up about a couple of uh, gigs to go to and shit. Yeah, I had to look through my directory to find yours. So, Bob, what did you end up doing for New Year's? Did you uh, how did you ring in the New Year? I didn't do nothing. I stayed at home. What I do on Christmas made a grilled cheese. I, I you know, it's I've been like I'm not saying boo hoo hoo. Sounds kind of emo. Like, so you huh? just kind of had an emo, like an emotional holiday. You just kind of in yourself, like by yourself in your well, room. Were you drinking? Hallmark holidays, and I hate them. And I tell everybody, I'm like, I'm not going to buy you a goddamn Christmas gift uh, because there's 300 and some odd days extra where if I see something that I think you should have, that's the day that uh, your Christmas present comes. And all of this, like trying to guilt trip people and it makes me want to vomit i fucking i hate christmas i've always hated christmas i hate hanukkah too i hate hanukkah too i hate that whole holiday season i kind of wish we could just skip from all the way from october pretty much to january and then like november december just those two months are gone yeah yeah and here goes the thing and here goes the thing because 
I'm really into like deciphering all of this advertisement on TV. This year, the big deal was is like, hey man, and um, they would show the the girl hearing the song for Toyota or something. You go, ah, look out the window, and there's a car with a bow on the top, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what's funny about that, it's kind of ironic that this was a year where, you know, the economy has just been, at, you know, has been in one of the worst states that's ever been in the history of this country. We've downplayed our credit rating yet. And there's like, right. you know, Occupy Wall Street, yet there's people getting a fucking Lexus as a Christmas gift. Who who no, gets a no, Lexus no. as a Christmas They're gift? They're giving us that impression. They're giving us the impression that we got to keep up with the Joneses. But, but how many times do you even get... I think that whole, uh, like, it starts on, uh, even before Halloween, Christmas commercials and shit. But I've dissected them and I, I just like, fuck how, uh, fuck Hallmark and fuck, uh, Disney and all of that. Bob, all you're a bit, you're a bit like, like the Grinch, Bob. No, no, no. You're because a bit like, like the Grinch. Okay, how many of those commercials say, we're celebrating the birth of Christ? I didn't hear, oh, Jesus, and here goes the other thing. I watch my news, it's like every day I got to see if someone was shot around the corner from me, man. And all they're doing is like during Christmas season, running commercials. These are the toys that are selling now. You can get them at Toys R Us, you know? Yeah, no, and, it's, it, it's rampant it, commercialism, and that's basically what the holidays are all about. It's a cash cow for corporations to make as much money as they I can. I like Halloween. Yeah, Halloween still. Halloween I've always loved. Halloween, but they, Halloween, they, you know, I mean, okay, yeah, some some candy makers might make some money, candy manufacturers, but it's not like a big commercialized holiday like it's like not Christmas. Like Sweetie's Hearts Day or Boss's Day. Can you believe that? <laughs> you know what? They got a little room that they put all these fucking people in, and they squeeze them together like a goddamn with a vice, and they go, "Hey, I got an idea." Let's have a uh, uh, thank you boss day and shit. A oh, thank you, you boss. got a raise for coming up with that day. <laughs> so, Bob, what's been going on with your life? It's been a year since we've had you on the show. Where are you living these days? What are you doing? I'm living in the Bayshore. Have you ever heard of a, a deli called Piccolo Pete's? Piccolo Pete's, no. Well, I'm going to give them a plug right now. It, it, it's. Listen, it's actually 36 steps for from my house to the liquor store. 36 steps. Isn't, not 12. I tried to make it in 12. I couldn't. Isn't Bayshore kind of the ghetto, sort of like Hunter's Point? Like, do you have to wear a well, bulletproof thing, jacket, like a bulletproof vest? The thing is, if nothing is open, but people are still on the streets. So if you run into trouble, you're pretty much fucked. Have you, you know, have you seen any trouble out there? You've been, like, held up or anything? I've gotten close to being jumped once. And um, I was sitting there waiting for the T-train to take me back home. I just picked up a little herb. And um, uh, this one dude comes over to me, and he's like, see that guy over there? He's a fucking queer. And I'm like, I don't need to hear this. And um, then he starts calling the guy over. They like calling him a queer. And I'm like, that's it. I'm out of here. And God, they didn't follow me. But I mean, wow. they so probably. There was like, they were gay bashing in San Francisco. I didn't think that ever happened in San Francisco. Because there's so many gays there. I don't know there. what his story was. Because, you know, you, well, you just saw the videos. 
I look pretty gnarly, man. I don't look like anything a faggot would touch. <laughs> you know what, what's funny about that? I was about to say, like, no offense, but I think you'd be the last person I would jump for, you know, money or anything. Cause, I mean, what, what really, what do you, uh, how much do you have in your wallet right now, Bob? Well, I got to pay my rent. Right now, I've got probably about $150, $200 to last me the month. So I'm oh, going okay. to have to figure out something. You're kind of loaded right now, but but typically, I mean, are you walking around with that much cash, that much Skrilla in your wallet? I never do. I never do. So if I someone jumped you, what are they going to get? Like a couple, maybe maybe a half a joint, you know, uh, some well, coins? Well, I've got friends in high places, let's say. <laughs> so Bayshore, you moved down to Bayshore. I didn't have much of a choice. Oh, man, you know, we got to talk about it. Have you ever heard of the Julian House? The Julian House. No, is that like a like a bordello? No, it's like a a, a, a hotel in uh, in the Mission where I lived for like about a year. Oh, that's where you were living last time we chatted. You were yeah, living in Julian the House. The place was, you know, like um, like well, let me uh, update you on some of the things that were happening before I left there. Uh, three undercover cops got busted, and it was all over the news and in the papers. They came in to uh, raid a uh, speed dealer's house, and they came in and raided him, didn't arrest him, and walked out with, like, his computers and all this and that. And they had footage of these cops coming in the staircase empty-handed and leaving, you know, with their hands full. And I was like, wow! So, wait, this guy was your neighbor, this uh, this meth dealer? Yeah. This, and, and so everybody, these... everybody in that apartment building was... It was like uh, there wasn't good security there, and all, all, all day, all night, constantly, people just sitting on the staircase, and like you have, you got to use a bathroom with like fourteen other motherfuckers. Yeah, that, and um, that place wake really up sl- in the middle of the night. Wake up in the middle of the night. Fuck, you go outside to take a piss. I mean, to the bathroom, and you accidentally step in a big puddle because they had flooded the toilet. And um, then you come back and your phone is stolen while you were in there dipping your goddamn feet, you know. Damn, dude. That, that place sounds like prison, kind of. I mean, it's, you know, it's just well, you have to live with all these people, share a bathroom. From what I understand, that's pretty much the uh, way it goes in those mission uh, hotels. Well, so, Bob, um, before I got a couple things I want to ask you. Before I get to that, tell me about this YouTube channel that you mentioned earlier. It's called The Bob Channel SF. It's your own Bob Madigan YouTube channel, and I was checking it out. And, uh, yeah, you got like you got probably about a good 20 videos on there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like kind of like uh, my ex-guitar player, Mo. Uh, he started calling me, dude, I want to set up a, you know, a website. What? He knows that I am totally ignorant when it comes to computers, which I am. Have you have you and, ever? Uh, do you have an email account? Have, have you ever checked an email, your email account? I've never checked it. You've never but used the email. Thing is, like, like, okay, let me just take this back. Remember that question that you just because I'm gonna I will build back up to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, now let me see. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when my mom passed away, God bless her soul, uh, uh, she couldn't have done it at probably a better time. She was, like, terminally ill, a lot of stupid shit going on. They had her on life support. 
and they were trying to keep her on life support until me and my brother could fly in and, you know, say goodbye to her, even though she wouldn't have heard it. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, and gave me my walking papers, and right after that, lawyers are calling me and telling me I made X amount of, I got X amount of money. It was just perfectly right at the time where Ann could say, you know, I want you out of here, and I could leave, and I could leave like holding the money after years, you know, because if, if she had said, oh, why don't you stick around? But it didn't happen that Ann, way. Ann's your ex-wife. Are, are you guys, uh, did you, did you, you know, resolve issues? Are you friendly now? Are you on speaking terms? Kind of, because do you know who Jesse Morris is? I have no idea who that is. Okay. He was a guitar player for a band called Jesse Morris and the Man Cougars. Okay. And not only that, he's like, I don't know if you ever saw him in the BART stations and shit, a big, hefty, black dude, uh, not black dude, black leather jacket, Mohawk, and he plays like Johnny Cash. Oh, I songs. have, I have seen that guy at the bar station. He committed suicide like a month ago. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. He was my sponsor when I was sober, man. Wow. So wait, after he committed suicide, did you fall off the wagon, or did you fall off the wagon before? Oh, no, you kidding me? I fell off the wagon the minute I got out, pretty much. <laughs> I did five months, Tom. You know, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I assume you're drinking now, though, right? Man, I, I'm holding a drink, raising my hand. What are you <laughs> drinking? I am drinking a Modelo. Um, someone, someone gave us a left a twelve pack of Modelo here, so I was like, usually I drink Miller High Life, but today I'm fancy, drinking fancy Mexican beer. It's not bad. So Bob, I'm drinking, I'm drinking taco vodka, which is like bottom of the, but like. Um, I gotta pay my rent before I do anything else. But. So you have some great videos on your channel. I'm gonna put a link up to it on our main main page, the Bob Channel SF. Here, so Bob, Bob, I got a couple things I wanted to ask you about before um we get out of here. But um, so th- this year, 2011, I know it wasn't probably the best year for you, but there's a there's a lot there are a lot of major news events this year, cataclysmic yeah. events that happened this year. I mean, it's the year of anger, a lot of protests. Um, a lot of toppling of dictators, and one of the world's most wanted terrorists died. Uh, the Kim, the Kardashians uh, were married for seventy-two days and broke up. You didn't mention the teetotalers. Yeah, I didn't mention the the the, the teetotalers yet. But uh, but let me get your opinion on a couple of uh, major news events from two thousand eleven here. So, Bob, what what did you think about the death of Osama bin Laden, the you world's most what? wanted terrorist? It wasn't like I walked to the store and I felt a lot safer. It's just, you know, they turn these people into boogeymans. I mean, you know what? We're so arrogant. We go in on these motherfuckers and then come back and say, hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to start shelling you if you stop using our equipment. Do you think he's really dead or do you think this might be some kind of CIA cover-up? Because they never showed us the body. I, I think it doesn't matter. He's probably dead. Yeah, and he's probably per- given up. Like you know, let's get rid of him. And he probably said, you know, I'll like uh, turn myself. In. I don't know what he did. I don't know exactly how that happened. But he definitely was a thorn in their side for a while, right? And they want to continue rocking and rolling, right? Well, I, you know, you'd think that if uh, this was some kind of CIA conspiracy, Obama would have pulled it out a little closer to election time. You know, hey, we just killed Bin Laden. Vote for me. You know, um. Yeah. 
What about, uh, you know, speaking of dictators here, or evil people, uh, Kim Jong-il just died. What'd you think of that? Remember that guy? I thought the uh, uh, parades on TV the other day were spectacular. Man, I wish we, like, they didn't do the goose step, but I don't know what they were doing, but it looked really fucking cool on TV, didn't it? Yeah, and they had, like, the limousines driving around with this massive, uh, you know, like, 10-foot poster of Kim Jong-il's face. Yeah, I followed that. I followed it all. And, and, and I watched it. I didn't masturbate to it, but I was getting kind of horny. <laughs> so did you uh, it, ma- did you masturbate yeah. to this uh, the, this other big news story? The Charlie Sheen meltdown. What did you think of that? Charlie oh, Sheen. I think it's awesome. You know what? Um, I hate, like, I can imagine. Well, first of all, they say, I, I, I can flip-flop on this one. My first... Uh, thing was, right on, tell those motherfuckers to fuck off and go to Las Vegas and party your brains out. Get some and hookers, do, do some ball. everybody, you know, fuck these people. You know, the uh, director and production and all of that. Yeah, his boss and all that. Right. And now, like, um, I'm sure he's never... First of all, he's probably got enough money in his, like, uh, piggy bank for, like, his great-great-great-grandchildren, man. Yeah, I'm sure... I don't even know if he actually has any children, maybe, but I'm sure they were taken away. I'm just saying, like, um, he's not going to, like, be in the poorhouse, man. Yeah, I don't think he's living at a residential hotel in the Mission. You know, I think he's... Uh, no. He's, I think he's got a mansion still. I mean, I don't think he's really that affected by it. Um, what did you think of uh, the, the death of Amy Winehouse? Uh, they They said yeah. that... She was found to have drunk herself to death. Like, she drank so much that she died. You know what? It's surprising that you brought this up. I'm not kidding out there, people. We didn't talk about Amy Winehouse before, but I was going to bring her up. Um, The day that she died, like, five people called me and said, Did you hear about Amy Winehouse? And I was like, Who the fuck is Amy Winehouse? You had never heard of Amy Winehouse? I had never heard of it. Well, you know what? Probably when I was drunk, somebody gave me a CD like two years ago of her stuff, and I don't throw any of that away. So I said, Amy Winehouse, uh, I may have some. And then I looked around. Sure enough, I had a CD which they're talking about rehab and shit, and I was just blown away. And I'm like, sometimes it takes a real big tragedy to get me turned on to a musician or something. So you do you like her music? I love it. Yeah. You know, it's, I, it's to me the freshest stuff I've heard in a long time. I always wondered, though, if uh, if you and her like had a drinking competition, like who could drink more? Do you think you could drink she anyone else? She only weighs else? like 100 pounds, I guess. Yeah, you probably yeah. would end up... Uh, I bet you now, she... by the time the match has taken over, how much she, is she heavier or lighter right now? Yeah, but, <laughs> I don't, you know, probably maybe a few pounds heavier. Um, yeah. What about the Occupy Wall Street protest? Did you go to Occupy San Francisco? You know what? I haven't gone down there, but I'm totally behind them. It should have happened a long time ago. And these fucking teetotaler motherfucking tea party people that are up there like, ooh, ooh. Like, the, the, the occupation just totally smashed everything that they were like, that they're behind. And it's like, you know, it's like, these guys are sitting on the top of this huge bed with a pee underneath. And then, uh, you know, uh, 
You know what I'm trying to say. Kind of. I'm, I'm having difficulty following. But, I mean, so you support the Occupy uh, Wall Street protests? Yeah. Yeah. And I tell anybody, if you go down there and hang out with people, you might walk away with a nice, cool tent. And maybe you have to stay the night. Get a nice, cool, like, they'll give you the uh, sleeping bags and shit. And then tomorrow you can head to Yosemite and fucking say, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm done with the occupation. So, so there you go. You don't have to go to, like, Walmart or anything to buy a tent or sleeping bag. You just go to the Occupy Wall Street guys, and they'll probably just give you one. Right. Especially if you're watching the news and they're like, oh, the police are all lined up. It's like, that's the time to get on a bus and plan on getting your six-man tent, you know? Yeah, no, it sounds, yeah, especially when they're evacuating everybody, because I think they threw a lot of those tents away. Uh, so what well, did that's you... what they do. But I'm sure they say, excuse me, officer, can I take that home with me? Um, I would assume that they would probably give it to you. If the officer isn't beating you over the head with his nightstick, I bet you he probably would let you keep that tent. No, 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 no. Man, you gotta approach this cautiously. You just sit there. That pile of fucking tents is going nowhere. So you just sit there, non-invasive. Just sit down in the corner where you can watch uh, to see if they uh, start loading the shit in the garbage dumpster. Because you can walk up right then and there and say, can I keep this one? And they'll give it to you, man, I'm sure. I didn't go down there and do it, but... Yeah, I think it's worth a try. So, um, do you recall the uh, the minister from the I think it was called the Family Radio Church in Oakland, Harold Camping, who predicted that the world was going to end May twenty first, the rapture? You remember this? I remember it. No, he said I miscalculated my thing. And so, did you think? Did you think that the world was going to end? Would you have been upset if uh, you know? I, I was actually looking forward to it. I was like, you know what? This is great. I want to see this. You know what? Right by my bathroom, if you come in and take a shit in my house, I've got a survival handbook there. And while you're sitting there taking a shit, you can learn how to build an igloo and shit. It is cool. It's like, okay, these are, are you just, what? You know, say poisonous plants and stuff. It's like, well, that's some shit I should know in case I start eating the woods, you know? Yeah, no, it sounds like it's a, it's a good thing to have, like a survival book in your on your shitter. So the biggest, you know, the, there are a lot of uh, big major news events that happened this past year, 2011. I think one of the the final one here, one of the biggest news events, and I thought definitely the most shocking, was that Justin Bieber was embroiled in a paternity scandal. He was accused of fathering a child with a fan, and the girl was claiming rape. What did you think of that? Did you did you read that? I mean, did you even think Justin Bieber is actually old enough to have sex? No, but I can tell you, he looks like a vicious rapist to me. And um, <laughs> like um, women, uh, men, hide your women from that guy. Because like the way his haircut is, it'll mesmerize them and they'll be in a hypnotic uh, frame of mind. And then it's like a trance. Yeah, they get in this like trance. They see him and they're, they're overcome with emotion. Next thing you know, he's already inseminated them. And he's spreading his yeah. Justin Bieber seed. Next thing you know, it's going to be a world populated yeah. with Biebers. Yeah, and do you know how he's doing it? You know how he did it to her. Well, not probably through his. He, well, not through, only did he give that woman Jesus juice, he gave him some milk too. 
<laughs> well, it turned out that she made the whole thing up, but I, I don't doubt that that guy is a source of evil in this world. And you're going to see 2012. How much do you want to bet that girl ends up with a, a, a reality TV show or something? I bet, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. Can you believe Steven Tyler on these stupid ass fucking shows? I will never listen to Aerosmith again. I'm sorry. I know. You know, it's, it's, I don't think he's the same Steven Tyler that he was back in the 70s. I love Steven Tyler in the 70s. Aerosmith was a great band. Now? The two first albums I ever bought was Schools Out and Toys in the Attic. And now you look at them, you know, just plastic surgeries, probably has like five lap bands, and uh, he's, just a, he's a shadow of what he used to be. I don't even think he's human anymore. I think, you know what I think he what? is? He's basically the embodiment of herpes. Like, herpes became a human, and that's Steven Tyler. Doesn't I mean, even have a brain. That's the thing. How is that helping his musical career? And why would he need to make more money? I'm sure the guy is, like, loaded, you know? It's got to be. He's his great-grandchildren are going to be taken care of with old money, but um, why would anybody do that? Dude, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, Bob, uh, you know, thanks for being on the show. I got to get out of here, but um, it's good to hear your opinion on some of these major news events. 2011 was a pretty, a rather insane year. Who knows what will happen in the year 2012? The Mayans predict this might be the last year of humanity, so I guess well, that remains to be seen. So, Bob, I'm going to put wait, up a wait, link. What was the name of what was the name of that reverend you were talking about? Harold Camping. What is Doomsday? Well, he predicted Doomsday in May 21st, but the Mayans, the ancient Mayans, predict that Doomsday will be December 21st, 2012. Well, uh, put both of those dates on your candle, and we'll all sit around and hang out and uh, uh, go up in the fiery hell. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Well, Bob, thanks for being on the show. I'm going to put up a link to uh, your YouTube channel, The Bob Channel SF, so people can go check it out. And, uh, yeah, you know, give me a call. Don't be a stranger. You got my number now. Dude, I didn't have your number for a long time. I was glad you called, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, was, I wanted to check in. It's been a while. All right, man. Yeah, well, anytime you don't hear from me for a while, I probably lost your phone number. Just track me down, okay? It's kind of what I figured. So, Happy New Year, man. Thanks for being on the show. All right. Bye-bye. All right, talk to you later. Wacker, um, I know it's, you know I, I I didn't mean to like make you sit that interview out, but uh, you don't enjoy talking to Bob Madigan all that much. I enjoy it. I just have a hard time getting a word in edgewise, and I still think he doesn't remember who I am. Ever. Yeah, I don't think he remembers me. I'm surprised he still remembers me. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I bet you. I bet you. If like if uh, you guys have a special bond, I believe. Yeah, but I bet if he was standing in front of like a police sketch artist and was like sketch D Simon, he probably would have no idea what I look like. <laughs> I bet you he, you could he could pick you out of a lineup though. Yeah, he could. He probably. But not, could do but not that. if they got some people who looked re- like vaguely similar to you. But if they got a lineup of like a black guy, a giant fat guy, and then you, some Puerto Ricans, he'd Bits probably be Gallo. able to pick you. He'd be no, like, well, then uh, he'd have a hard time. <laughs> So, you know, it's funny. I, I was actually, he told me about the YouTube channel in advance. So I was checking it out and it's kind of entertaining. It's, it's some, some friend of his is making this whole Bob Madigan reality star channel, YouTube channel. 
And some of it's kind of funny. The, the funniest thing about it is it's been a while since I've seen Bob, and he really does look like a complete degenerate now. Like to the point where it's like you see him on the streets. I, gotta go, I haven't beard. watched any of this stuff yet. I got to go look at it. Well, I'm going to put a link up to his uh, YouTube channel, Bob's YouTube channel on the, on the sickroompodcast.com site so people can go check it out. But yeah, I'm definitely going to subscribe to that. It's entertaining. So, Wacker, we've got a few phone calls here at the Sick Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our first phone call, here's a word from a beloved sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So um, the first phone call here is in reference to our show last week where we had like a bit of a technical issue in the beginning of the show, our holiday show there. What are you talking about? So I don't remember that. <laughs> well, you know, I okay, but we we do occasionally have technical issues. You know, we don't have a sterling record as a podcast <laughs> without technical issues. But Wackerly, I think you just had forgotten to put your headphones on, right? Yes, that was the technical issue, <laughs> and I just didn't even notice. So there was an echo on your end, and so my people- mi- microphone was picking up through my non-headphone, my just desktop speakers. It was picking up my voice and your voice through the speakers. And, I, you know, I think most people are just kind of like, oh, whatever, these guys are idiots, I'm going to forget, I'm going to ignore it, and just move on, except for this guy. This guy actually had an issue with it. So let's, let's listen to this here, first call. Hey, I got a, I got a sick and wrong Christmas story, or post-Christmas story. I just, like, downloaded one of my favorite podcasts, and I started listening to it, man. And there's, like, this wicked uh, fourth-dimensional echo going on in the background, I'm like... <laughs> pretty stunned, pretty drunk, and it literally started making me nauseous, and I had to turn it off. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Are you sure it wasn't the marijuana? <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it's me, but uh, I mean, if it sounds like the guy had taken one too many bong hits. Well, you got you know, there's there's different levels and qualities of marijuana, too. Some of that weed, you smoke it, and you immediately want to vomit, at least in my experience. Yeah, and it, it kind of sounds like, that to me, that's... You know that that might have been the, the the primary cause of the nausea, but maybe it was our show. Who knows? And, and I know you know y'all aren't perfect, and you don't nobody's paying for this. I'm just saying it's literally maybe nausea. All right, bro, man, I'm gonna listen to it when I'm straight though. <laughs> Later. <laughs> you know, I kind of wish now that I know that it made him nauseous. I kind of wish we would have known that last week, and we could have made voices like in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and like he could have felt that like Satan had possessed his his like headphones. Yeah, it would have been a good opportunity. Do you, do you really think you're going to put the effort into that? <laughs> no, I'm, I probably wouldn't have. But it's fun know, to it, talk about, fun to think about. It would have been doing nice, something. So this next call here um, is uh, from a another longtime listener and one of my favorite callers. You know, there's a few people that I love to hear from on on the show. And this guy's one of them. It's been a while. Scott from Iowa. I don't even remember oh, wow. the last time he called. Hey, Lance D. Uh, it's Scott in Iowa. Um, well, I'm not drunk. Uh, I'm high. <laughs> you know, it's the uh, nature's best cure for a hangover. 
And uh, anyways, it's uh, New Year's Day. There. Wanted to tell you about this party I had last night. I thought you uh, you fellas would love this and your audience. Uh, so I had some guys over, and uh, we, uh, I don't know if you, I think I maybe told you I'm, I'm divorced and uh, kind of having a midlife crisis. You know, I'm 39, and so all hell's breaking loose over here, you know. I would love to have been to Scott from Iowa's party. New Year's Eve party? Well, I want to know. He's leading into something with the midlife crisis thing. Well, it sounds like, I mean, he's living a reckless lifestyle post uh, post the marriage. So let, let's see what happens. So there are these two girls that are over here, and one's maybe, I don't know, 24, 25 years old. The other one's probably, oh, less than 30, but older than 25. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they start making out, you know, and, you know, everybody's getting drunk, and it's New Year's Eve, and everything's pretty soon, you know, they're kind of throwing a show for everybody, and even, you know, the girls that were here were watching, and everybody that was here was pretty much watching them. We were watching porno and shit on the TV, you know, and and uh, anyways, so to make a long story short, I remembered that uh, I had had these things, I, I haven't, I've never used one myself, but one of the things my ex-wife had was some glycerin suppositories. And uh, <laughs> so, anyway, so I went and I got one, and I handed it to one of the girls. Now I okay. What are glycerin suppositories for? To make you shit. Oh, really? So it's just uh, it's it's basically to induce a bowel movement. It's a laxative. <laughs> it's a it's a anally <clears throat> rectally introduced suppository. So it's funny at, at this point that, you know, everyone's partying, there's a bunch of people there, girls are having a little lesbian scene, and Scott from Iowa's like, oh my God, my ex-wife has a bunch of suppositories, laxatives in the bathroom, this is going to make the party that, you know, take it up one more notch. I don't know really where he's really going with this. <laughs> Neither do I, so let's, let's find out. Didn't tell her what it was for, but I did not tell her what it was for, but <laughs> they ended up and... Your you know, Honor, please. Uh, I'm innocent. Her, you know, that it was an anal thing. You know, it's like an anal toy. So she put it in the other girl's butt, you know. And uh, Well, <laughs> needless to say, I didn't get any shit in the carpet. Um, <laughs> the girl shit her guts out in the bathroom and everything, and it was hilarious, and everybody laughed. And uh, so, um, yeah, that was my New Year's. Um, so that was our New Year's prank, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, I got kind of some weird weed. Uh <laughs> Anyways, have a good one. I hope it's not in three minutes. Bye. If not, edit it. Wednesday, you guys are awesome. Thanks. Wow. Are these girls strippers? Did he pay them to come to his party? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It's like, it sounds like there's a group of dudes and just two chicks. No, it sounds like there were other women, because he said the other girls are watching them. They're putting on a show. So Okay, so... Maybe, but then again, usually when strippers come to your house, they have a bounce, bouncer guy with them. And if you gave one a suppository, it seems like you would get your ass beat. I think a stripper also would be a bit wary of some dude being like, "No, no, put this in your ass. It's so much fun. It's a it's yeah. a anal vibrator toy that doesn't, doesn't vibrate, vibrate, but it looks like one." You know, I think um, she would probably have been a bit skeptical of his claim. Whereas right. I think a normal chick that's just wasted is like, "All right, sweet, I'll put it in my ass." But this this sounds like though. First of all, I gotta say, Scott, this party is about ten million times better than the party I went to on New Year's. I would have loved to have been to a party like this. But how often has it ever been where? I'm just wondering if these girls are sex workers. 
because I don't think I've ever been to too many parties. I've seen a little bit of lesbian action when making out, maybe titties. But mm-hmm. to the point where a girl's like got her pants down and another girl's sticking a suppository in the other girl's ass. Yeah. I don't know. Outside of outside of paid entertainment consultants, I haven't seen that happen. No, this is like Ron Jeremy goes to parties like this. I mean, it's pretty crazy. It's like, uh, you know, if this, if, you know, Scott, seriously, this midlife crisis thing, it's not a bad thing. It sounds like you're living large. <laughs> you know? Yeah, very. So anyway, he, very called, he calls back and uh, is kind of invigorating, resurrecting, I should say, an old bit that we used to do here on the show. See if you remember okay. this one, Marker. Hey, Dean Lance. So uh, it's Scott in Iowa, and uh, I wanted to call back and let you do this on the air because it's uh, this is, has been done. Uh, yeah, I'm still high from that stuff. Uh, so I was thinking, you know, I told you about last night and about the one girl giving the other girl a suppository. So there's still like, I don't know, probably uh, there's 11, I think, 10 of these. Ten of these things left. Okay, so uh, which is so I'm funny put one in because right his wife bought the box many years ago, and they must come in a box of twelve. And she probably used one, and that's all you need. Once you once you loosen up the highway delivery system, you only need the one. So now you got this box of eleven, which is why there's still a box of eleven at Scott's house after she's divorced and has left the place. <laughs> and then the other one got used on the stripper, and now he has 10 left. It just it, uh, The number in the box tells this like story about Scott's life. And uh, so it has been done. First time, sick and wrong suppository. And uh, I guess I'm going to shit my guts out. I don't know. So, okay, it's going in. <clears throat> That was oh, the worst sound yeah, ever. I'm supposed to push it up as far as I can with my finger. <laughs> I got to spit my finger. Do you think he's really doing this? Yes. You know, so do I. I, I. I think this is actually happening when he called. Like, this this is really actually occurring. So the next time the box comes out, which could be years from now, there's going to be nine in the box. Maybe, and be but an I, even it, bigger story. Somebody will say, "Hmm, the box says you know contains twelve glycerin suppositories, but there's nine here. So what happened? What, what, what? Tell us, tell me the story behind the other three, and it'll be just like an amazing yarn." It sounds to me though that uh, this is going to be the first of many boxes of glycerin suppositories because I think Scott has developed a new hobby. But, I don't know. Call him tomorrow after he shits his brains out. He'll be like, I'm never, ever, ever doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) Still going. Okay, it's in. As far as I can reach, my middle finger. (laughs) That's all right. Keep in mind that this guy's 39 years old. I don't know. Well, I just banged myself on the air, so that's (laughs) been done, too. And uh, I guess... I don't know. I guess I'm going to shit my guts out within the hour. Okay. See you guys. Way to ring in the new year there, Scott from Iowa. <laughs> Thanks for calling he's us. He's super high and about to take a massive runny shit. Do you think he's in such a celebratory mood because he's excited about voting for the Iowa caucus? I was going to say we should make him our Iowa caucus correspondent. You know, the funny thing about that is Rick Santorum did the same thing on uh, the day after New Year's. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, thank you, uh, Scott from Iowa, and thank you for reminding me of that bit. I forgot about the This Has Been Done bit. Yeah, well, people don't call in with things that haven't been done yet, and then they are done very often. See, this is a good thing for the sick and wrong um, retrospective show that we could do on our anniversary for six years. I don't even remember how that the origin of that bit, no. that this has been done. Someone called us up, I think, and said... This has been done, or did you tell the audience to do that? You ask, you're, you're asking me to remember how it started. <laughs> maybe, I think the wording was used by a person who maybe shit in a Walmart bag. And I know that Trucker Paul is the originator of shitting in a Walmart bag, and actually just the greater trucking community are the shitting in the Walmart bag people. But this was just like a high school kid who got on the phone, shit in a Walmart bag, and he said, I just shit in a Walmart bag. It has been done. It has been done, yeah. And then it became this bit where people were like, you know, uh, peeing on on each other and calling in yeah. and saying this has been done or, you know, farting yeah, in the air. Yeah, yeah, I think I suggested that other people should call in and do unique things. And it can just be our collection of sick and wrong things that are done over the phone. Never need to be done again, but just once for each well, thing. Well, it was a great bit, and uh, I fully recommend people to call the sick and wrong hotline and, yeah, do something that's never been done on the podcast before, like shoving a suppository up your ass. I mean, I know yeah. Scott from Iowa's that, That's dedication, man. I mean, It's going to be hard up, to top that one. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's going to be shitting for probably three hours after that. That's I mean, dedication. here's a suggestion, and maybe maybe I'm just... Maybe this is something that somebody already did and I forgot, but like, you know, your girlfriend's taking a nap on the couch because it's New Year's Day and she's tired and hungover. Like, take the phone, go pull your pants out and fart right in her face. And then be like, this has been, I just farted my girlfriend's face. It has been done. That sort of thing. Um, so here's the third call. And this is a, another yarn. This is a yarn. This is like a good yarn, a good story, entertaining story about um, peeing on a woman. I'm sticking wrong. This is Marv the Android, and I'm driving through the Midwest right now, and I'm in like Texas or Oklahoma or Kansas or something because I don't know. They all look the same. They do all look the same. And well, Texas and Oklahoma are considered the same. Yeah, but I mean, even when you're driving through like Wyoming and. Where is it? Iowa. It's just it, the terrain looks exactly the same. Like you wouldn't even know if there weren't signs, you'd have no idea what state you're in. It's very boring. I bet you I could differentiate between a lot of these states. Maybe Texas and Texas and Oklahoma are more uh, deserty. You know, Iowa has got a lot of corn. Wyoming, but it, most you know, of it's just farmlands. Like you know, when ne- I Nebraska, up, Nebraska, and Iowa. I would yeah, Nebraska, have Iowa, and Wyoming. It just seemed like the exact same. Long Indiana, eight-hour state. Ohio, Illinois, down tough. there. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I think this on people's cool. Uh, I've only I've only done it once, and uh, it was this. There was this girl that I knew who's this like big metal metal geek and she's in the guar and stuff and uh one day we were drinking and we made a deal uh that if she could do her laundry in my house and i bought her a case of beer i get to piss on her and (laughs) (laughs) so wait he made a deal with this woman he said if i'll let you do your laundry in my house and i'll buy you a case of beer but I also get to piss on you. Yeah. 
That doesn't I sound like a, a one one time piss deal. Doesn't sound like a bad day. It sounds like a good situation for her. I mean, she just has to get a little bit of piss on her. A bit? Well, I mean, whatever, dude. She gets a free case of beer. I'm sure Bob Madigan would have been like, sweet, dude. Yeah. Although Bob Madigan's kind of like Homer Simpson. He only wears one you know, pair of clothing, so I don't think he really didn't do laundry. I've never seen Bob even change his shirt. I wouldn't want to. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm thinking he's got a, it's got to be like a full stream of piss. Well, if, I'm not, if, I'm not giving, I'm not going to buy a girl a case of beer and let her do laundry at my house just to like get a little bit of piss on her toe. And then she's like, ooh, and runs out of the bathroom. No, I'd, I'd want to drink at least like two gallons of water beforehand. So, you know, there'd be a lot of urine. I ended up forgetting about it, and she brought it up a couple times because I guess she really had to do laundry and didn't want to pay a dollar laundromat. So, I think this girl it doesn't. I, th- I think she's using this as an excuse to get pissed on. What kind of beer is he allowed to you give her? I don't know. I mean, yeah, he didn't really specify. Well, let's see. Maybe he does specify. And she wanted a case of beer. I guess uh, high life. And all right, that's totally worth it. That is totally <laughs> worth it. I mean, to, to get for I, him or for her? No, for her. I mean, she's getting just some urine on her face for a whole case she of highlights. Wait, you nobody even said anything about the face. It's got to be it on the be face. On, no, it could be on her leg. <laughs> you, you you just immediately go from like, oh, she's gonna let me piss on her to pissing right in her face. What the has to be on the face? Why would you give a case of beer to a girl to pee on her if you're not going to piss on her face? What, are you going to piss on her toes? Yeah. That's a waste of of urine. A lot of dudes are into feet. Nah, dude. You got to piss like I would think that definitely if you've you've never pissed on on this particular girl before, you don't start with her face. I think start start big. Go all out. You know? Because this might be your only opportunity to ever pee on a girl again. You know? Seriously, this might be the one. Like, you know, women are whimsical. You know, she might be the next day, like, you know, I really wasn't into that. And all you did is you got to pee on her, you know, big toe. Whereas if you pissed all over her face, showered her down, like her hair's wet with your urine, you're like, well, I did actually get to pee all over a girl's face. Might never happen again. That's true. But this is getting into, like, an awfully rapey uh, area with your line of thinking. Yeah, but, I mean, he could be, like, your honor. This logic could be transferred to doing a lot of things to a woman that maybe, and then she doesn't really want to, but, like, tomorrow she might regret it, and then I'll be, like, the winner. Yeah, but he could be, like, your honor, give her a case of high life, and then he'd be like, okay, all right, case dismissed. Well, I like the the, the concept that she keeps bringing it up because she really needs to do her laundry (laughs) and she wants a case of beer. I mean, maybe she's into this guy and she likes to get pissed on. Which I think this guy... And she's playing this little coy game that, like, oh, I'm only doing it for the case of beer and laundry, but really she wants, like, you know, she wants to have a piss relationship with him. Any woman who and likes maybe to Maybe even get, some sex thrown in with him. Any people. woman who likes to get pissed on is a keeper, in my opinion. So, really? Because that means she's uh, the other dudes have pissed on her before she's got to you. Remember that. She's going to be fun. She's going to be a lot more fun than a girl that's probably not into being pissed on. That's true. But here, let's see what happens drinking and we got a I got a hold of my end of the deal I bought her a case and uh we're drinking at her house and she just said it's time and we walked outside in the in the parking lot in her apartment she yelled to all of her neighbors to come out on the balcony wow um no one really knew what was going on so we have an audience 
and she just sits down on the ground, and I just pee all over her. Uh, I couldn't pee in her hair. That was that was a rule. Um, and there was this guy that she'd been kind of messing around with that lived across across the parking lot from her. And he came out, and he was watching, and I knew that he'd been messing around, so... While I'm pissing on her, I'm just making full eye contact with this guy. <laughs> uh, and he looked destroyed. Um, I can't say I didn't enjoy it. Uh, but uh, it was pretty cool. It was the only time I've ever done it. And, uh, you know, I guess it's not very sick and wrong, but it's a good story. <laughs> yes, it is. Hey. I I think this I think that is actually very it fits the sick and wrong category completely. I would suggest if you're going to piss on a woman, not to do it in front of a bunch of witnesses. Well, that's what I mean. Isn't that for various exposure? reasons? Yeah, I mean uh, it surprises me. Yeah, this girl's definitely a freak. She's a freak of the industry, as uh, Digital Underground would say. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that that's if you were that guy. Would you be like, all right, would you even call her up and say, we're not seeing each other anymore, or would you just never speak to her again? The guy that pissed on her, or the no, dude no, across you're, the you're, way? You're a guy, you've been messing around with this girl, hooking up every now and then. You're not dating, but you're leading towards dating. Or maybe you are. Maybe you just started dating. You know, and then... Used to say, in this day and age. Yeah, and then... Uh, no, I would, I would cut off communication. So you wouldn't even say, this is, you know, you wouldn't even say, like, goodbye, and you're a craven whore, you just... No, and it right no, because I don't blame her for. I mean, I if this is happening, I blame myself that I should have known she was a craven whore. I mean, you know, I think the first thing I would do a is whore get an is STD as a whore check. does a whore is as a whore does. Like if I just if I thought that she was some you know librarian chick, and the next thing I know, I'm looking out my back porch and some other random dude's pissing on her. That's my judgment. That's that has been poorly. Yeah, no. I mean, I, th- I think yeah, fault. this yeah, this is uh, this is something you sh- you should regret even having gone there. You know, you should be like, okay, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Now I'm going to go get STD checked. The whole <laughs> no. battery of tests. We're just not a good do. match. I'm not the type of guy who's cool with your activities. But if I was this guy, I would definitely. Uh, she obviously is into you. I mean, if she's if she's willing to get pissed on. So if if I was this guy, I would definitely keep. A, it's good to have a bird like that on hand. That's all I'm saying. Well, this is like the Ron Paul. This is like the Ron Paul universe. I don't know if you want to make that connection, but I'm going to. How so? <laughs> you know, Ron Paul. He doesn't trust the Federal Reserve. He doesn't really trust American money. So he's really all about bartering. You know, the gold, having gold and trading gold for things or trading services for things. So like, like I don't trading... Wanna, I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay this bullshit, you know, fiat currency to do my laundry and go and use these these worthless toilet paper dollar bills to go to go buy some beer. I'm going to trade getting pissed on for that kind of thing. So Wackerly, do you agree with this type of uh, logic? Do I do I am I on board with Ron Paul? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> but this is what he thinks. So Ron Paul doesn't like to urinate on women. Is that what you're saying? He is behind he the would... system. He's behind the system of, of, of the bartering. bartering to urinate. Yes. Well, that makes sense. I don't know. I wonder. 
I hope he wins the caucus. I just want to say caucus again. I love that word. Caucus. Caucus. <laughs> People, call the Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial line, 206-666-3846. You know, we should almost rename that the Sick and Wrong High Dial line because it seems like every caller this week was high, but whatever. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, Wackerly, have, have you been on the forum recently? Have you checked it out for the 2012... The, the um, form. like I said, I was I, I was up in the compound, and the internet's connectivity was not not non-existent, but not great. So I haven't been on it for half a week. You know, I was recently on there, and I hadn't been on for like a few days, and I saw a thread that actually kind of, you know, it it, it spoke to me, grabbed my attention here. Favorite vagina names started by that tattoo chick. Mm-hmm. And there's some names on there that I hadn't even heard. I mean, I I thought I you know was was well aware of most names for mm-hmm. the uh, the female genitalia, but right. uh, they, there are a couple new ones here. So this is from that tattoo chick. These are her favorite vagina names: kebab, opening, and bitch hole. I guess I've heard bitch hole, but like kebab. opening, yeah, kebab. That's just, that's just that's just like my favorite name for vagina is eraser. Like, well, no, nobody ever calls it that. Oh, I just made it up. I think it might be a limey thing, but uh, the kebab to me, a kebab kind of conjures up this like beef curtain type of imagery of just this big like shredded roast beef looking vagina. That's just it's vile. I don't even know why anyone would even. But kebabs aren't really shredded; they're cubed. Don't, don't they have? Sh- I guess I'm thinking of shawarmas, aren't I? Like shawarmas yeah. are shredded meat, right? Uh, kind of. It's still it's pressed meat, and then they slice it off the big. But it's stick. in a big pita, and it's coming out in like right. chunks yeah, of meat. Yeah, we call that kebabs. Maybe they call it kebabs in in Great Britain. What's your What's your preferred name for uh, female genitalia? Um, I what's hate your favorite those, term. I hate to be one of those Americans who adopts uh, British terminology. Uh, but I do like clunge. <laughs> I like clunge too. It's on. Oni- it's uh. It's not onomatopoeia, but um, what are they? You know how Yiddish words? Yiddish will have words for things. You're like, yeah, that sounds exactly like that concept. Like putts. Like the guy's a fucking putts. When you say it, you're like, you just you. The feeling of it coming out of your mouth is the same feeling as when you look at that dude. Like he's a fucking putts. So, clunge so to is you, like when that. you look at a vagina, that's the first word that pops your mind. Clunge. Yeah, clunge. It's like it's like moist and deep and mysterious and a little bit gross, but still appetizing. Clunge. <laughs> I think my favorite name for vagina, hands down, is one I used to use as a. I think I heard this when I was a teenager, but I still always liked it. I always liked gash. Mm-hmm. I was just like gash is just a cool term. Axe wound kind of f- follows in that terminology. Uh huh. But uh, there's way cooler terms for vaginas than there are for dicks. I like pussy. No, pussy's good. Pussy's good. Pussy in pussy, you can say to a girl in a sexy way, and she'll be into it. Yeah, no, girl. I mean, you can seriously. You can Clunge say you might have a hard time getting getting by with. Like, I want to fucking bury my nose in your clunge. She might just be like, "What? <laughs> no." Yeah, but and, pussy, and saying you can like, say. and saying like, you know, rub your spam purse on my face. It's like most girls <laughs> yeah. would be like, "What? What are you talking about?" But your you can say that. Like, let me let me taste your pussy. You know, the girls would yeah. be really, really like turned on by that, like in the height of right. passion. Even though girls don't have hair on their pussy anymore, which I think is the origination of the term, is it? You know, it was like a little kitty cat because it was furry. But now, I mean, you just have to call it like boiled chicken or something. You can. I think it's. I think you can just call it slit. 
because that's pretty much yeah. all it is now. Depending yeah, I'm, on, I'm not into it. I like the I like the decor. Yeah, same with me. I like, I like all the, the I like all the trimmings. Anyway, people, go check it out. Sick wrong form. You can find out, and you can actually list your favorite name for a vagina. Um, it's all sorts of threads on there. Sickwrongpodcast.com. Click on form. Become a member today. Um, big way to help us out. Good way to help us out is uh, by subscribing to Sick and Wrong on iTunes. I've noticed we've been getting a lot of uh, ratings and uh, funny comments insightful comments witty comments we appreciate that actually gives us some um, some huge exposure for the show so just go to itunes do a search for sick and wrong and subscribe right now and just go do it now um also as i mentioned last week i just ended up picking up a huge box full of t-shirts and i have tons of extra larges and larges loads of them loads of quad ot's so if you're looking for that post holiday gift like if you forgot someone on your list like you forgot to get little cousin timmy you know, gift, just go to the sick and wrong store and buy him a quad of tea. I'm sure you'd love it. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on store. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Mad Dog. Mad Dog says, hey guys, a friend sent this to me and I thought, it would pa- I thought I would pass it on to you. Could it make Song of the Week? Well, it did, Mad Dog. Here in the UK, there was a documentary some years ago called John's Not Mad. It was about a boy who had Tourette's. Very funny, and it gave cause for us kids to shout, bugger fuck shit arse throughout our childhood years at high school. Or at school. I've attached the Wikipedia page. If you get a chance, you should watch it. Um, so the, the, the YouTube page here is called Tourette's Karaoke. Have you heard of this guy, Wackerly? No. He, d- he just basically films himself doing covers of uh, various songs. And, uh, yeah, oh, I have seen that. Full-blown Tourette's. I take it back. So this song that uh, Mad Dog sent in was a cover of an Erasure song called A Little Respect. And this is done by uh, the Tourette's karaoke guy. So we're going to end the show here, the second wrong um, song of the week, with Erasure, A Little Respect, done by the Tourette's karaoke guy. Thank you, Mad Dog, for sending that in. People, um, I hope you have a great New Year's. I hope you had a good New Year's. I will be back next week with episode, what is this, 311? I think 311 next week. Yeah, next week will be 311. 311. One yeah. of the greatest bands of all time. The whole show is going to be dedicated to, to coverage 311. of that band. Just an amazing band. Until next week, take it lazy. <coughs> Oi, fucker. Yes, 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 yes,
It's like a day before and, um, Christmas. No, it was wasn't it a couple days. Oh, it was a little earlier than yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. It was a couple Maybe days before right. Christmas, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I called them back and I said, there's like three houses on fire right now. It took 10 minutes to get like like that. And I'm like, lock all the cats in the kitchen, man, and just toss them out the window. They won't break their legs. You Wait, so you threw your break. cats out your window? I have. I've never. I've never had to, but I know how to evacuate cats. So they, you know what? If they ended up with a bruised knee, that's okay. They didn't burn to death in there, you know. Is that the first thing you you would say? Throw your cat out, unless you live twenty stories up. Then what do you do with the cat? Uh, you sit around with some barbecue sauce and wait for it to cook. (laughs) 